Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is The Huddle, and I'm your host, Matt Wyman. Alongside me, Brady Shul and Pat McCarthy. How you guys doing tonight? Doing, well. doing great. Well. Victory Monday for the boys. Woo! It was a tough, tough, sad Sunday afternoon for me, but these boys are obviously pretty jacked up about it. Uh, what do you guys think about that? Brady, feel free to start. Um, I think the Vikings did what they had to do. They let Delvin uh, tear tear up the defense and then didn't give Kirk Cousins a ton of responsibility. He just had to make a couple throws, and he made them. But shout-out to um, this uh, secondary. Like, we – like, Dantzler got hurt early. Mike Hughes was out. Olton Hill was out. But, I mean, for – Having, like, literally no one in the secondary, like Eric Kendricks was dropping back in coverage for majority of the game and beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, I, I think that's pretty impressive no matter which way you look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we were talking with our friends, and one of our friends brought up an interesting point, is that the the Vikings can always do this as long as they don't get down early, and they've been doing that a lot this season. You can't continuously run the ball when you're down by 14 points in the second, third, fourth quarter. I mean, you can, but eventually you have to air it out. Like Brady said, Kirk Cousins did not do a thing this week. We just gave it to Delvin, let him do his thing. I think half of Kirk's passing yards came on one screen play. So um, I thought this was probably our best performance of the season by far. Um, and I think this is actually – we found a good game plan where we can continue to use this going forward and hopefully build off of what was a huge win in Green Bay. Yeah, and definitely like you're saying with the get-ahead thing, I think the Packers, even though they're not built like a running team the same way, I think they're the same way. They have to get up early in games like these because once once the other team can start running the ball and chewing that – like there were four possessions in the first half. That was it. And everyone scored on every possession. It, that, I don't think I've ever seen that before. But yeah. And then it gets in the second half, and the Vikings score right away, but th- then the Packers do nothing because they make no adjustments. They let them walk all the way down the field on them. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a really bad game. Uh, we'll see. The 49ers are trying to hand us the win this Thursday night, but I bet they can just turn around and hand it off to whoever's back there, and they're going to get 200 yards in the game. But, yeah, Dalvin Cook looked amazing. He might be the first running back actually worth – the big contract there's still a lot to go but if he keeps playing anywhere near the way he's playing right now he definitely will be up there and yeah I was sad to see even like they, I don't even know who's playing cornerback for the Vikings like I didn't know who that guy that came in was and I think he even got injured too it's like who was I was looking at the D-line too I mean the secondary and the D-line I have I, I was like looking up players names I I had no idea what was happening um but I, I mean, that defense is just a band-aid on a broken leg. I mean, it's not – I don't know. It's terrible, but it found a way to come together and get a big win and kind of slow Aaron Rodgers down. Uh, he didn't look like himself. Look they were, it was third and ten a lot. It was fourth and ten a lot, and they weren't converting. And there was just a few key stops on some some drives that shut them down, especially in the second half. Yeah, Rogers did not look comfortable all day. Well, a little skitzy, if if I had to say so. But um, yeah, it was not a great game. But I I will say that that pass interference was botched. 
and it's probably a tie game. We're going to overtime if they Which don't watch that. I think there was two. Not the it was the one they called and then took back on fourth down. I think it was I think it was Bob Bob the Builder Tanya. He oh, got like completely yeah. turned around. And, and he, he, yeah, of, I mean, who knows? Work. It's a completely different game after that, but I thought that was a botched call. And did they change the rule? Like, can you not overturn, like, the pass interference yeah, now with no review? review? There's no review. So they changed that rule this year? Yeah. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, because um, it was kind of a mess with that before, but, yeah, I just didn't know about that one. Well, I mean, I want to ask you a question. So you're seeing what Dalvin Cook is doing, and you're seeing that we obviously paid him. Does that make you – are you in the pay Aaron Jones camp or are you looking to Jamal Williams for production next year? As much as I want to be in the pay Aaron Jones camp because he's a really you good You have kid. to be. I like him a lot. No, you don't. Bro, look you at this. Look at the way this offense has performed without him. They needed Aaron Jones last week and they didn't have him. You, Aaron Jones is a top four running back in the league. Aaron Jones came out of what? Miss, tell me if I'm wrong. The fourth round out of like UTSA. Why does that matter? You can you tap, find you tap, people you like this deep in a draft, and they can come in and succeed. And especially you're playing next to Aaron Rodgers. He makes anyone look good. He's a great running back, but you don't have to pay him, and you don't want to get in the cap hole, hell hole, like the Minnesota Vikings are in right now. I mean, look look at, we're, not, we're, not, we're not in the hell hole because we signed Delvin. No, we're in the no, hellhole because not. it's Kirk. But they got to so pay. You can't they compare pay. the Vikings to that situation because it's they not comparable at all. They got to pay Bakhtiari. It's not comparable. So you would rather have Aaron Jones and Bakhtiari and possibly other – And Jair. And Jair. I don't know their situation. I don't know what kind of cap situation the Packers are in. I don't know how many players they can afford to sign to big contracts. I would definitely sign Bakhtiari over um, Aaron Jones, but – I think this offense needs Aaron Jones. Oh, I, I don't disagree. Like, you want him to stay. I just, from what I've heard, I don't think they can re-sign anyone. And I think if someone has to go out of Jair and Bakhtiari and Jones, it's Aaron Jones. Yeah, they're going to have to – they're not going to be able to sign all of them. I mean, what did you draft A.J. Dillon for? It's – yeah. I don't that's, know. That's the I other mean, thing. That was a dumb pick, but well, I doubt whole draft, you could say, why did you draft that player for? Yeah, very true. Jordan loves who he can start in 10 years. Well, the the thing is, like, last week, Jamal had, like, over 100 all-purpose yards on, like, 23 touches on a touchdown. And this week, I think he had 80. It's like he – and he looks good. Yeah. You know? It's the one thing is, like, when is a paying a running back worked out? Like, in the last 10 years. Yeah. That I mean, Dalvin, maybe. I mean, it's working it's out for, like, the first so early, seven games. Yeah. But, really. like – you know, all the girly mix, even Mixon's not looking like it's going to work out already. Um, well, I don't the think guys. the girly or the Mixon situation are comparable at all. Mixon should have never have gotten that contract. He never played to, to get that contract. He was terrible last year and still got the contract. And Todd Gurley has had a nagging knee injury since he got in the league. So well, I, a, I don't like that comparison at all. The thing is, running backs get beat up on so much that they're just susceptible to injuries more than yeah. most positions. But I, I understand how it's a different situation. I If we got him for, like, a reasonable contract, like, I understand you have to pay him, but I, I think I'd be okay with it. But I'm more on the side that they're – the way he play, he's playing and the stats that he puts up, he's going to get paid a lot of money somewhere. I think – well, and it's a, it's a very deep running back free agent class this year. So, like, Dalvin Cook, why didn't – why did he, like, threaten to hold out well because – if he goes to the market, he's compared to other running backs and his price declines. 
because there's a lot of there's a lot of there's not a lot of demand but a lot of supply this year. So the law of economics would state that the price <laughs> is going to drop on running backs. The marginal utility. Right. Exactly. So um, I mean, Aaron Jones is. I think you might be able to get him at a reasonable price. Who knows if you have the cap? I'm not an expert on that. I think but. you have to pay him at least 14 mil. What are yeah, we? And I don't think I'd be. I don't think I'd be happy with that. That's we paying, what are we paying Dalvin 14? I think Dalvin's like 12 and a half. Like if they should not pay him more than they than Dalvin gets paid. But again, I like I him mean, a lot. I just. You just can't do it. It's. Just, I think if you get them for nine, you pull the trigger. On anything under ten, no I'm way. I'm all in there's, on anything under ten. There is a way, Brady. James Conner. There's not a chance you get Aaron Jones for nine million dollars a year. There is. There's not a chance. Even if we can, I'd rather not. Like I'd say ten. I'd say ten would be reasonable too. Yeah. Eleven, I'd be okay with. Anything getting above in that twelve, thirteen, especially that fourteen, fifteen range, I would. I don't think I'd be, approving of. Definitely, definitely depends on if he can get healthy too. I mean, I know he's coming back pretty quick. He, he, this is like his first. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is kind of his first injury, yeah, so I yeah, think yeah. he's been pretty healthy. But yeah, and I, I think Jamal Williams is a good back too. I liked him coming out in that draft class. I thought he was going to take the lead role, not Aaron Jones. I was wrong there, but I don't know. I think, I think he's a good back. I think he's like good for what the Packers do on offense. And like you said, you can plug and play. All these guys, it's like running yeah. back. You just throw someone in there and tell them to freaking run straight. Like, yeah. I, it's not obviously not that simple, but it, it's it's the most expendable position in the NFL, Absolutely. in my opinion. All right, you guys ready to move on to the rankings? Let's do it. I can start us off today. I got a new team sliding in at number ten here. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts with a very convincing victory over the. Detroit Lions and the Detroit Lions have been playing well lately. They won a couple games. Uh, Rivers looked really good. Uh, even Jordan Jordan Wilkins came out of the woodworks and produced for this uh, Colts offense. And I think their defense is solid, and their offense is built around their O line, which is very dependable. And that's why I got him moved up here at ten with a five and two record. Yeah, I also have the Colts coming in at the number ten spot. Uh, like you said, built around the O-line. Their defense looked really good this week. Um, they're 5-2, and 20-point win versus the Lions. I don't trust Phil Rivers at all, but um, they're playing good football. Uh, they just – they're kind of – they're they've kind of taken the role as kind of a power running – kind of like the Minnesota Vikings blueprint, run the ball, play defense, run the ball, play defense. Um, and I think they need to just limit Phil, Phil Rivers – don't let them do too much. Hand the ball off. You have good backs back there. So um, the Colts take my number 10 spot. I also have the Colts. Uh, well, I mean, Jordan Wilkins, he looks really good. They got a pretty versatile backfield with Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Um, and now Jordan Wilkins adding to that as well. Um, but, yeah, I thought the Colts looked really good. They got a good defense. Uh, they they got Michael Pittman back. Uh, sounds like T.Y. Hilton's going to be out for a little bit, but he has been playing good anyways. So, yeah, I like the Colts. They're playing good football right now, and they slide into number 10 for me. Yeah, and uh, coming in at number 9, I think I got, another, I got another new team to my list, at least uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, with a nice, gritty overtime win over the Bears. I don't think it – I think they played a lot better than the Bears. I didn't see that game going to overtime, but – the Bears uh, pretty good late in games, and they found a way. 
Uh, Kamara's putting up like Le'Veon Bell on the Steelers numbers with like two thirds of the touches that Le'Veon Bell got on the Steelers. It's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's almost their leading receiver every week because Slam Boy is too busy punching guys and getting injured. <laughs> but it, in all jokes aside, him coming back to the offense is ginormous for them because they have nobody on the outsides really making huge plays for them. It's just a huge committee. And Drew Brees is still a really good game manager getting these guys the ball. And if he can hit hit his stride down the stretch, I think it could be a very dangerous offense. Yes, sir. Um, I am going to take the Cardinals at nine. Um, I think I have the Cardinals at nine because I think I trust every other quarterback ahead of ahead of Kyler. That's um, higher than nine. Um, the Cardinals had a bye week. They had a good win against the Seahawks. Not a whole lot to say. Um, I trust Kyler, but I think the quarterbacks ahead of him are just a bit better. Uh, coming in at nine for me, I had the Bills. Uh, they're trending in the wrong direction for me, but they did uh, get that win against the Patriots. wasn't a very convincing win. Um, yeah, I don't. I just don't think Josh Allen is really it. He had this is what like three weeks in a row now that he hasn't put up yeah. great numbers. Um, so I got them at nine, but like I said, they're trending in the wrong direction as pretty much my five, six, seven, and eight teams are as well. Yeah, I bumped the Bills off my list this week, actually. I've been kind of disgusted with the way that they've been playing recently. Um, but coming in at eight for me, I got the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, they had the bye this week resting up, uh, coming off that huge win versus the Seahawks like Pat's dead. And I think I probably trust Kyler Murray a little bit more than Pat, but that's just because I am very biased because I like him a lot. But, yeah, I think they have a solid defense, solid enough, and a really – good quarterback that he could have a really bad game and lose them a playoff game and not perform but I think he'd also go on a run where he's pretty unstoppable yeah my number eight spot I actually have the bills I think I've kept them off the list like the past three weeks but for and the win against the Patriots did not really convince me to put me on the list but the like eight through ten slots I had no idea what I was doing so I'll take the bills they come off a gritty win against the Patriots um Everyone knew that game was going to be close. Division rivals, possibly the passing of the torch in the division from the Patriots to the Bills. Um, What I found interesting is that the Bills actually have a negative point differential this season. It's only minus one, but as a six and two team, um, what that says to me is they're not winning. They're, they're not blowing out their games, but when they lose, they are getting blown out. And I remember the chiefs game and I can't remember the other team they lost to, but, when they play good teams, I'm a little suspect. Um, I do trust Josh Allen more than Kyler Murray. That could be a hot take um, come playoff time, though. Uh, he's been in the big game, a, a few big games. So I would trust uh, Josh Allen more than Kyler. So that's why I have the Bills at eight. Uh, I might catch some heat for this one. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I got the Packers. Um, the Minnesota Defense, like we said at the beginning of this, is depleted. They're beat up. Kirk Cousins is not playing confident football. There's a lot going around this team right now, trade rumors, and they go into Lambeau Field. And, I mean, Delvin Cook made that defense look ridiculous. Um, And I think if Aaron Rodgers is going to continue to play inconsistent and his defense is going to continue to play inconsistent, then I don't really – 
I don't really know if I trust them going down the stretch. I'm pretty sure they have like a really easy schedule though. So I'm sure they will uh, climb up the list. But I've said it the last two weeks, I'm worried about the defense. Uh, and I think they're going to have to step up. I heard there's like trade rumors around them getting Will Fuller uh, before tomorrow. So that might be so. interesting. Yeah, the, Goot's not going to do anything. I I mean, <laughs> I hope I'm proven wrong, but he's just he just won't. But um, yeah, so I got the Packers coming in at seven here. A really bad game. Uh, it's like if the blueprint to beat your team is run the ball, it's not that hard for a lot of teams in the NFL to do that, and you're not going to be able to make a run and go to the Super Bowl if you can't stop the run. I mean, I think it's that simple. We've already talked about it a lot, but, yeah, definitely bumped them down a few spots. It was a really tough game this week. So it looks like I have the Packers the highest on the list because I have the Saints at seven. Gritty win against the Bears was not all that impressed. Michael Thomas has to come back at some point if he's not traded tomorrow. Um, and I think they improve. Um, the Saints are 5-2. and two. I think we're a little low on them this year. I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, but it's still uh, Sean Payton. It's still Drew Brees. This team could could win a Super Bowl just off those two alone. So um, that's why I got them at 7. At 7 for me, I got the Cardinals. Uh, the reason I have them higher um, – I think they're trending in the right direction. I think Kyler's playing good. I think Chase Edmonds is going to be an upgrade over Kenyon Drake in the backfield. Yep. Um, I think his defense is playing a lot better uh, than they were earlier on in the season. And I personally trust Kyler a lot. I think there's a lot of good leadership there with Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. So I like where this team is trending, and that's why I have them higher than the Packers at seven. Yeah, uh, and coming at six for me, I got the uh, Tennessee Titans. It's a very disappointing game for them, losing to the measly Bengals. Um, yeah, especially with one of their best players out in uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, it was not a good. I didn't. I didn't get the pleasure of watching much of this game, but it seemed like the the Bengals took hold early and just held on late. Um, and Joe Burrow threw that. Didn't he throw kind of a game ceiling touchdown pass to? Uh, yeah. Was it? Was it T Higgins? I think so. Actually, I don't think he has a touchdown. Was it Boyd? I think it might have been Boyd. Oh, yeah, it was Boyd, yep. Yeah, Boyd got the late touchdown to seal the game. Burrow looks good. Uh, like, people people are talking about how I think Herbert's outplaying him, but you have to take into effect that uh, the Bengals are a way worse team, and I think Joe Burrow's having a slightly better season. I think they're both having really good seasons, but Joe Burrow's playing better than I thought he could in his first uh, eight NFL games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so at six, I got the Packers, um, five and two. Obviously, we touched on this a lot in their loss to the Vikings. Can't stop the run. Um, this was like the first game, though. Like the Buccaneers game, it's almost a throwaway game for me. They just looked incompetent. This game, it was like their fundamental flaw was completely exposed, and Aaron Rodgers couldn't put up enough points for them to recover um but i still think this packers team is really really good i think they probably beat us nine eight or nine out of ten times um so i don't mind them at six i think they're still a really good team and i still think they're probably up there top three in the nfc uh, at six i got the ravens uh they had a chance to to prove a lot against the steelers this weekend uh they played good but I mean, Lamar, he's just – he ain't clutch. 
late fumble in the game that ended up sealing it. I'm honestly never really been a huge Lamar fan. Um, and he hasn't been playing well very lately. Two interceptions and, like I said, the huge fumble at the end of the game this week. So I got the Ravens coming in at sec- six, and they are trending the wrong direction for me. Brady, I'm just going to I'm gonna have to say, you better hope that Lamar Jackson is not tuning into this podcast yeah. because he would, it would make you eat your words, I think. Um, I mean, he hasn't done it yet. He's not won a big game. No, he hasn't much. done much yet. But if he heard you say that, I think he would take it personally. And figure it I out. I hope he does. I hope he does. Well, Preston Smith is definitely coming out. <laughs> they were terrible. They they both did nothing last week. But um, here we go. At five, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers squeaked out a win with that great New York Football Giants team. Uh, actually, I thought the Giants looked good. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, they were running the ball all over the the Tampa Bay Bucks, which is weird. Because, you know, the Packers couldn't move the ball at all on them. Uh, but, yeah, they found a way to win. That's what Tom Brady does. They still have a good defense. They're going to get A.B. and Godwin now coming after this game. I think A.B.'s – is he going to play next week? Yeah, he's back next week. Yeah, so A.B. and Godwin, uh, a terrifying wide receiver core, to say the least. Uh, yeah, so I got him here at five. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens at five, like Brady said. Um Big loss to the Steelers. They had something to prove. Could have taken the division um, advantage. Yeah, we. I don't know if Lamar can win big games. Um, no, he can't. He, he didn't do it in the playoffs the past two years, and now the first big – the first two big games this year against the Chiefs and the Steelers, the two best teams in the AFC, he's looked pretty miserable. Um, so I don't – I don't know if this team has Super Bowl potential anymore. The defense is really good. Um, but, yeah, the, the Ravens are starting to scare me. I finally watched a Ravens game, so now I kind of know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, the big question is can they win big games? Lamar hasn't shown it yet, so we'll see, and that's why I got him at five. Uh, coming in for me at five, I have the Saints. Um, one of the reasons why I have them here is – they're trending in the right direction, I think, getting Michael Thomas back. Um, Elvin Kamara is looking really good. I think Drew Brees is looking a lot better than he was earlier on in the year. Uh, then they went out and got Quan Alexander to shore up that defensive side of the ball, which I thought was huge. Um, so I got them coming in at five. Uh, nice win this weekend. And like I said, they're trending in the right direction, opposed to teams like the, like the Ravens and potentially the Packers. Yeah, um, I got the – uh, Baltimore Ravens coming here in here at four. Uh, finally got to moved out of that two spot because uh, they did take a tough loss this week and weren't able to finish. But they finally gave J.K. Dobbins the football, and he rushed for 113 yards on 15 carries. Hopefully they can continue that because for some reason uh, they are they hate giving him the football, even though he gets like a million yards per carry. Um, but Lamar Jackson turned the ball over three times, maybe four. I think it was three, though. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen again when they play. And I think the Ravens, I mean, they really should have won that game. It kind of – Lamar gets, has three turnovers, and they got plays from the 10-yard line to win the game. Uh, yeah, I, I still think they're a really good team with a, a good defense. But, um, yeah, that's why I got to move down here to four because Lamar has not been Lamar this year. But I still – I have faith in Lamar. 
I think yep. he's gonna. I think he's gonna come come out of the woodworks, and I think he is gonna win a playoff game or two this year, if not take this team to the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, yeah. So at four, I got the Buccaneers. Yeah, as we mentioned, barely squeaked it out and beat the Giants. I like this team. I think. I think they're good. Um, you guys already know how I feel about the New York Giants. I knew they were a good team, so I wasn't really surprised about the outcome in this one. Um, Antoine Winfield, shout out, made a great play at the end of the game. A little controversial. I think the refs made. You guys the right think call. it was pi? No, it wasn't. That was not pi. No. That was a shit ball by Danny Dimes, and he should have thrown he threw it. Threw a way Yeah, it was a terrible ball. I mean, I, I think uh, I I'm okay with the call either way, but I think if I was making the call, I think I'd call that pi. That's not. That's why they're not paying you the big bucks. Why yeah, but you got you got to let him come back to the ball, and he blocked him from coming back to the ball and hit him before the ball got. There. I mean, he, there's no way he was coming back to that ball. He's running in the other direction. I mean, he was slowing down to bring his hands. You have to still give him a chance to get back to the ball, or hit the ball first and then hit him. But I, again, I don't like. I'm not like strongly against the call. I just I think it's like sixty forty. I think they should have called it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was it was close. So I mean. Obviously, but um, yeah, they didn't really look good tonight, but uh, I trust Tom Brady enough. Gronk's getting going, which I like to see. Godwin's back. AB's back. Uh, I'm scared for defenses. Like, that's going to be miserable. If they played the Vikings, I don't know who would cover anyone. Um, So, yeah, I think this team is scary good on offense, and I'll take them at four. Uh, I got the Bucks at four too, pretty much for the same reasons uh, Pat had mentioned. Um, Tom Brady's playing really good. Uh, like you said, they're going to get some wide receivers back. So pretty much everything you said, I got the Bucks at four. All right, um, moving on to the top three here, power three. Uh, I got the Seahawks coming in at the number three spot. Um, Trying to figure out who they played. The San Francisco 49ers. Right. Now, did Grapple get injured mid-game? I did not watch this game. Yeah, he did. Him and he threw for like 80 yards and an interception, and then Mullins came in and went psycho mode. But he didn't get benched. He got injured. Yeah, he got hurt. He's so up for they six say. weeks. Who knows? Mullins is better than him anyway. Yeah, if I If yeah. I was Shanahan, I probably would have broken Grapple's ankle myself. <laughs> I mean, Grapple having a tough year, a huge Super Bowl hangover for him. But, uh, yeah, Seahawks still put up almost 40 points. Russ is back on the MVP track. Even DJ Dallas finding the end zone a few times. Uh, Metcalf with another huge week. Uh, when does Jamal Adams come back? Nice week. This, this, yep, that team just gets that much scarier, the Seahawks do. But, yeah, yeah got him here at three. Yeah, I will agree with you. I also have the Seahawks um, for the same reasons pretty much you said. Uh, Russ continues to ball. I think he's going to win MVP. Um, I think this team's fun. I like watching them play. They always put up points, beat the division rival. Now it's just a race between them and the Cardinals pretty much. So um, I'll take Russ over Kyler. And uh, it's probably their division to win and maybe their one seed to win in the NFC. I got Seahawks uh, here as well. I think Russell Wilson already won the MVP, and they just traded for Carlos Dunlap, and they're getting Jamal Adams back. They're only going to get better. Um, I really like this team this year. Yep, and moving on to the top two. We've got the last undefeated team in the NFL slotted at the number two spot, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, a lot of things went 
You're muted, Wyman. Wow, I hate my life. <laughs> but now after that awkward silence in the podcast, we get back to our normally scheduled programming. I have the Steelers That's coming in. That's where your ad spot could be. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw the $10,000 yeah. ad in yeah. there. So, yeah, we do have to make some money off this, so I'm going to throw an ad in there. Uh, yeah, got the Steelers coming in at two, the last undefeated team in the National Football League. A lot of things went right for that Baltimore Ravens game that kind of went how they wanted it to go. They ran the ball really well, and the Steelers still found a way to win it. Uh, they're a very scary team. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all I got for them. I uh, agree with you. Steelers here at number two for pretty much the same reasons. Big Ben is continuing to prove me wrong, having a good year. Um, and the defense, as you mentioned, is really, really good. Um, the only reason I don't really have them above the Chiefs is because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year. So, other than, I mean, it's last undefeated team left, and they're continuing to ball out. Uh, I agree with you guys. I got Steelers at two at well as well. Um, I thought that win over the Ravens was huge. Um, this team's playing really good football, and that was a big game um, to prove that this defense is the real deal. Um, so I got them coming in at two, and, and they're playing really good right now. So I think it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season plays out with them. Definitely. looks like we all got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs coming in at one. I mean, they played the Jets this week. They won by 20, 26 points. Like, I don't think there's a lot more to say. It's the, Not much the to Jets. say there. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, people forget that the Jets are a really, really good football team. They just haven't won a game yet. Uh, yeah, one thing I will say, though, I hate people that think that, like, Alabama could beat the Jets. That Those people just – I hate that so much yeah. that people actually think that. So, if you're out there and you think that, you can, you know, just go screw yourself off in the corner because you're not a smart person. <laughs> what a chirp. Wow. Sorry, I had to – sorry, I feel really passionate about Screw yourself in the corner. Screw yourself in the corner. No, screw yourself off in the corner. Not the corner, bro. Sorry, I had to send him the corner. It's just something I'm very passionate about. What the corner do to you, Wyler? The corner the corners where you go, you you know, you kneel on corn because it hurts. Oh, my God. And it's just – it's a good time, but at the same time, if you think the Jets would lose to a college team, that's where you deserve to be. So, Wyman has clearly been drinking tonight. <laughs> Uh, a lot of water, yes. <laughs> Two weeks in a row of a bad Wyman joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weekly. It's it's a weekly tradition at this point. I was oh. trying to figure out something to say, and that's that's the only thing I can't imagine. That's what came out? Yeah. I mean, I just speak my mind. You know, me, Stephen A. Smith uh, is an inspiration of mine, so I just speak my mind. Love to see it. All right, let's move on to the weekly awards. I'll get it going with my boy, Delvin Cook, player of the week. 30 carries, 163 yards, three touchdowns, two catches, 63 yards, and a touchdown. And guess who he did it against? Preston Smith. (laughs) Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Unreal performance. He's going against two of the best defensive players in the league in Zadarius and Preston. Love to see it. No one's ever done it. Great performance by Dalvin. Yeah, I completely agree. Dalvin Cook taking home my MVP honors. He and Chad Beebe carried us to the win. 
Um, Dalvin had a great day um, on the ground and then obviously had that big screen play. I was facing him in fantasy week, fantasy this week, didn't even care. Uh, it was just fun to see, fun to see the Vikes get back in the win column. And it's all because of Dalvin Cook. So um, happy we paid that man so far. But um, yeah, he looked great. He looked really I, I, great. I also agree, Dalvin Cook, player of the week. And just to set the record straight, I hope people know that I was not defending Preston Smith. I was defending <laughs> Darius Smith last week. I'll be a fir- I mean, I, I mean, at first, you know, Preston Smith last year was making plays, but he hasn't done anything since then. So. I was not defending him last week. I was defending Zadarius, which backfired also this week. But, you know, just to make that clear. All right. All right, at disappointment of the week, I got Lamar Jackson. So, Lamar, if you're still listening, then you're really going to be <laughs> amped. Uh, 13 for 28, 208 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a big fumble at the end. Dude, you got to step up or else you're going to be compared to Kirk Cousins on primetime. You got to start winning big games, and he just hasn't. So he's got my disappointment of the week. Yeah, my disappointment of the week, I took two. That's allowed? Uh, it is for me. Oh, um, really? I'm also taking two hot takes of the week. Oh. So uh, my disappointments, one, the Cleveland Browns. You scored six points. You suck. Get it together. Baker Mayfield, like, threw for 50% completion. Get it together. Your offense is decent enough to score more than six points against the Raiders. I mean, that was pathetic. Secondly, Jared Goff, did you get hit by a bus? What were you doing? That was terrible. Can you hold on to the football? You looked skitsy as hell in the pocket. I had no idea what you were doing. You got hit so many damn times. I don't really blame you, but I do. Hold on to the fucking football. I don't know if Dude. I can say that. But <laughs> okay, hold on to give me the an ball. explicit podcast. Yeah. Tua's pregame outfit got him scared, made him skitzy. I mean, Tua didn't even do anything. I don't know what he was scared of. The pregame outfit, dude. What was he wearing? He was wearing, like, his Hawaiians, like, stuff. It was, like, a skirt with, like, a Hawaiian shirt. It was game over when Tua walked into the building. Yeah, something like that, I guess. When his special teams and defense walked into the building. Yeah, um, I also was going to go with a Baltimore Ravens, but I'm going to switch it up on you guys. I'm going to have to go with Ben DiNucci for not throwing a touchdown (laughs) pass. No, no. not throwing a touchdown pass. Not slander his name. I'm not slandering him. I I just was really excited for him to throw his first NFL touchdown pass, and he did not throw a single touchdown pass or run one in. I will will give it to him. I kind of want to bring him up, too, because I I did think he played pretty solidly. Ben DiNucci? Ben DiNucci, bro. Ben you DiNucci. thought he played solid? I didn't think he played terrible. It's Dude, this guy freaking played on James Madison. Like, what do you expect from him? But I did want him to score a touchdown, and I was upset I mean, about that. So that's why I will throw him here. James Madison's, like, at the same level as, like, not the same level. I mean, they're the like, team that loses to NDSU every yeah. year. Yes. Carson Wentz versus Ben DiNucci. Yeah. Little college rematch. I don't know if they ever played against each other, but. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's what I got here. That's what I, I got, got it. I mean, I love Ben DiNucci just for his name. I like ben that he's DiNucci. a meme now. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Coming in at Choke Artists of the Week, I got the Rams. Uh, they're trending the right way, playing really good football. Uh, we just talked about them a little bit, but the Dolphins just kind of upended them. So they're my Choke Artists of the Week. Uh, they're going to have to figure stuff out if they want to contend in the NFC. 
Uh, my choke artist of the week is the San Diego Chargers. They allowed 21 fourth quarter points to the Denver Broncos. Um, if you give up 21 to the Denver Broncos, that might even be a problem, but you did it all in one quarter. Their, their offense isn't that great, so I'm not really sure what happened. The Chargers always blow – we talk about the Falcons blowing leads. The Chargers always blow leads too. I mean, that was pathetic. Um, but yeah, they got they got to figure it out because they're not a terrible team, but they are just trending in the wrong direction. Yeah, and I got uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on here. Uh, Rodgers couldn't beat the uh, little sisters of the poor playing cornerback for the Minnesota Vikings, and it was pretty embarrassing. Um, we talked about it a lot already, but let's throw it in here. Can can we uh, talk about the Tennessee Titans real quick? Because we all can left I, them off our top ten. Can I get one more choke artist? Sure. Brock Walker. Who? Blair Walls 2.0. Misses the extra point against Maryland. Going to college. Oh player. Apologies. God. Dude. I don't want to talk about yeah, this stop. anymore. I just Who was brother, though? Brock Walker. I'm sorry, but I, I don't even want to talk about it. No, I, about to his I, I literally forgot beat. about that. I I don't want to blacked it out. It. All right, back to the Titans. Yeah, Titans. What the hell? The the Bengals? You didn't even get a sack on that O line. I mean, come on, that was terrible. It was bad. I I don't even know how to explain that. I mean, Ryan Tannehill didn't play bad. He really didn't. No. And Derrick Henry had over 100 yards and a touchdown, I think. Yep. yep. I mean, the punt return for a touchdown definitely hurt him. The defensive touchdown definitely hurt him. Uh, but they did go out and get Desmond King, who's a really good young corner. Yeah. So uh, that was huge, I thought. Is he the kid from Iowa? Yeah. yeah. He's always been a stud. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, I'll, I'll, you guys had it. It was it was a very weird. It was a weird week. There was a ton of upsets. In our pick em, in our pick em league, I think I had six out of the. What fourteen games or so? Probably fourteen or thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. I had seven too. <laughs> All right, moving on. Clutch performer of the week, Drew Locke. Uh, love this guy coming into the season. He's underperformed, but he showed up against the Chargers. Pat, you talked about that comeback against the Chargers. Um, so I got Drew Locke coming in here, um, leading the team, not giving up, and then tossing that game winner to KJ Hamler. Yeah, so got Drew Locke. Uh, he finally got his swag back. Um, everyone kind of fell in love with him after he sang that song on the bench last year, and like everyone thinks he's good because of that. Well, he they went like five um, and zero when he started. Right. That's what I'm saying. I was Drew Locke day one. is a winner. I was, I was a day one. Yeah, exactly. And people are saying, "Oh, like he's like before this game." I literally saw people on Twitter saying he sang that song, and now people think he's good. No. He had a great second half of the year last year, and he hasn't had the best year, but he's been hurt, and he just had a signature win against the Chiefs. So, uh, suck it. Drew Locke is good, and he got his swagger back, so look out. And Drew Locke has a horse cock, so Didn't say people that. are quick to forget <laughs> that. That was Matt Wyman. I think that was a good joke. I don't think that was a bad joke. No, was that, joke that did stupid? not fall in the category of good or bad jokes, but – it, was it just a fact? It, no, it's kind of like embarrassing that you have to like ask if it was a good or bad joke. <laughs> yeah. What's the joke behind it? I don't get it. Oh, it's when he was walking into like a Mizzou game, someone just like screamed, Drew Locke has a horse cock, and he like turned on and like smiled at him and like gave him like a thumbs up or something. 
It's a, you should watch the video. It's pretty funny. It's funnier yeah, than me. But yeah, I also had Drew Lock. Um, Ooh, so. a sweep. Hey. Drew Lock sweep. Yep. Yep. All right, rookie. unanimous pick for Clutch Player of the Week, Drew Lock. Presented by the Huddle. Okay, moving on. Rookie of the Week. Um, I got Zach Moss, running back, Buffalo. Um, fourteen carries, eighty-one yards, two touchdowns. Let him do a victory over the New England Patriots since Josh Allen couldn't do much. So Zach Moss stepped up and played good ball. Yeah. For my Roy of the Year, I or Roy the week, the week. Row. I got Joe Burrow bars. Um it's yeah. What? So Row, rookie of week. Burrow. Rocks. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Brady, you, um, gotta, you gotta pick it up. Anyway, he's killing my vibe, but um, so I got yeah, I got well, Joe Burrow. You put in the T for the buff. No, I didn't. Yeah, I know, but usually you do. But like I, rookie yeah, of the I'm, year, rookie I'm of the year is Roy, though. Yeah. Offensive player of the year, OPY. Oh boy. So who's your rookie yeah. of the week? Yeah, my rookie of the week is Joe Burrow. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Brady. Um, he got his first signature win. Uh really good win against a good well i don't even know if they're good but titans team um 249 yards two tutties had a good drive to cap off the game um i'm proud of him love joe burrow big joe burrow guy so um i've been compared to him looks wise so um yeah i'm a big fan of his i didn't who your mom i didn't compare myself to him someone else did it definitely wasn't me okay anyway move on but um, yeah, I, I thought Joe Burrow had a great game. Yeah, I, I also I also have Joe Joe Burrow as my row. Um, yeah, thought he had a great game. Showed that ice in his veins. Um, yeah, the, you pretty much covered all, all the key points, especially with the row and Joe, and especially how I look like him. But anyway, we'll and the on. fact that you look like him. Basically, whenever I look at you, I'm like, oh my gosh, is that Joe Burrow? And then they're yeah. like, no, it's Pat McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we have Joe Burr. Oh no, wait, sorry, that's Pat. I thought we had Joe Burr on the podcast here. Wow, I'm sorry about that. That was not Matt Wyman's joke of the week. He was being serious. <laughs> this is no, this is not a joking matter. <laughs> um. All right, so I think that covers all the awards. Oh, it? we got, we got, a, we got a couple more. Yeah, right. chill, oh chill. yeah, you're a big man. Well, the big man of the week, we didn't have one. Uh, no big man made some flashy play this week. I'm sorry for all. It the was a bad week for big man. It was a depressing week for big men. I always love seeing the large. Brady oh, tried. Brady here, tried to say this. I got one. This guy. Uh, oh, you got one. Big man intercept. I don't even want to talk about it. Okay, I'm gonna say these words and we'll move on. There's a big no. man touchdown. The Gophers had a no. big All guy right. Gopher Next. had a pick. Everything went down from hill, Next. downhill from there. But uh, yeah, a big man did have a pick in the gopher game. All right, next. Yeah, next. but I was also I was thinking, you know, you tried to give me that 240 pound guy. What you know, I'm trying to think where the, the cutoff would be. No, yeah. I didn't know who did it. I no, just I understand. Knew they had a defensive touchdown, and I, I saw like a quick clip of it. I had yeah. no idea what happened. I'm not like throwing shade. I'm just like throwing it out there. Like, what do you guys think the cutoff would be? I'm thinking. Like, All right, so we got major seventy podcast right now. I think it's two seventy minimum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Two seventy men. Oh, you okay. got to be over three hundred. Otherwise, you're not alignment. No, you can uh, edge is, rushers. Never mind. Pick back. I think two seventy and up is fine. DNs aren't really like big. Like if. 
It depends on the DM. If, if they're like ripped, then no. But you know, they know. gotta have a little chub. Yeah, because like Chase Young, sixty-five. I don't consider him a. No, what? Chase Young would like murder. No, Chase Young's not a big man. No, LeBron. I know that's like what I'm saying. No, I'm here. saying I didn't say he was a big man. I said he's two hundred and sixty-five pounds. He's okay, like below the line. If you look like Zion yeah, like, Williamson, you're a big man. Yes. Yep. Because he's like not 270, but he's a he's a big boy. Okay, he's like 280. What do you mean? Oh shit! Is he really? He. I mean, he was. He might have lost some weight. They wanted him to lose weight, but yeah. Damn, All right. So, Brady, you said you got a smart player of the week, or did you not? Um. Did I say that? Yeah, you you said you said on. Let me let me let me go look. Let me check the receipts. Smart player of the week. Um. Oh, I had I had small brain player of the oh, week. Oh, okay. New category. We didn't. We did not have any big brain plays this week. We had a small brain play. Uh, Brady, take it away. All right. Um. So I got Javon Wims for coming out of nowhere and punching the corner that wasn't even covering him in the face. Um, it was ridiculous. Like, the announcers had no idea what was going on. Yeah. And I don't think anyone else did. But I think the even dumber part about it is he gets suspended today, and the first thing he does is appeal it. It's like, dude, you're lucky you only got two games. Yeah. But he, he claims that the corner spit in one of his teammates' face masks. And, and he was, like, poking someone in the face, I think, too. Yeah, he, there I, is video of him poking Anthony Miller in the face mask, like, inside you, of the face. You just like, go out next play, block the sh- like block him to the ground, and, like, hold him there. And then or, if you want to fight about it, then you won't get suspended. You don't go up to him, slap his helmet. Like, he can even feel that. At least just, like, blindside hit him and, like, get yeah, kicked out that way. Like, was, I don't get the punching with helmets on. That no. seems like the dumbest thing to me. And then the guy he hit went on Instagram. He's like, man, you hit like a girl. Ow! So, like, there's beef. There's beef. So much beef. So much beef. Uh, yeah, so let's move on. Bad clock manager of the week. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Terrible. Where is this? Where are these categories coming from? These are these we are the three. Every, we do these, week, you'll get used every to week you ask. Yeah. Oh, my God. But so clock manager right here. Because we always just decided on the Green Bay Packers. Dude, take the timeouts before the two-minute warning. It's not hard. Uh, you save 16 seconds. Also, when you go and spike the ball, everyone gets on the line because you can't have too many people on the line. Another, like, five to ten seconds. And, you know, you got, like, three more plays. It's a huge difference in the game. It's unbelievable how these teams don't get it. But, yeah, you know, shout-out Matt LaFleur. Hire me as your clock management guy. You might win a couple more games. All right. I think that wraps it up for those ones. And I think Pat wanted to introduce a new segment. Yeah, I do want to introduce a new segment. I want to make a disclaimer. We do not bet these picks. We can't bet legally, so we don't. If we could. If we could. We would, and we would take the following picks. My lock of the week, new segment, locks of the week. I think it should be like, if we could, lock of the week. Yeah. <laughs> if the we could make a lock, lock of the week. Hypothetical, allegedly, lock of the week. Yes. 
All right. Uh, my hypothetical allegedly lock of the week is the Texans minus six and a half. All right. I'm, don't call me crazy. The Texans are better than their record shows. This team can still score points. I don't really trust their defense, but um, I trust their offense enough. Yeah, Will Fuller might be traded, um, and then maybe you want to think differently about this game. But six and a half points against the Jaguars. The Jaguars are starting who, Brady? Jake Luton, don't sleep. Oregon State, baby. Never even heard of him. Don't care. Uh, Gardner Minshew's out. That team has no one then. And, um, yeah, I'll take the Texans minus six and a half. I know it's a division game, but um, I trust Deshaun more than whatever quarterback out of Oregon State they're starting. So, uh, yeah, I'll lay the six and a half with the Texans. Um, My hypothetical alleged lock of the week is going to be the Denver Broncos plus four points at the Atlanta Falcons on Falcons been terrible. The Broncos also been terrible, but looked better last week. Uh, You're giving me four points uh, with that team over this terrible Falcons team. I'm taking that allegedly every single week. Where's that game one? It's in Atlanta. Uh, The Broncos are two and one away though. And the Falcons are and four at home. I would fade you and think money line. Yeah, the money know. line it's allegedly, if I could, the money line is plus one seventy, and I would def I would definitely consider that uh, if it was legal. Wait, you would consider the money line, but you like? Oh, okay, okay, I because they dude, they're giving them four points. Oh, uh, oh, oh, the Broncos are plus four. Yeah, they're giving the Broncos. Oh, points. okay, okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, uh, just going back on Jake Luton. Can I give him just my like? pre-draft grade of Jake Luton? Please. All right, so I had him ranked as my number 10 quarterback in the draft class. Mm -hmm. Um, He got – I mean, part of his knock was coming in was he didn't really play any competition. Uh, But he stands at 6'7", put up some really respectable numbers last year, had three interceptions a whole year. Um, The one thing that – uh, was a knock on him as well was his arm strength. Um, you can, like, watch in his highlight reel. Like, he has to put in, like, his entire body to get the ball downfield. Like, it's like a three-step progression. It's like a crow hop almost. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he did play really well at Oregon State, so I think it's going to be interesting to watch him. So, I don't know. I'm a Jake Luton fan. Yeah, uh, yeah um, I think it'll be an interesting watch as well. Oh, I have yeah. to give my hypothetical lock of the week. So Alleged. I got this hypothetical select. alleged lock of the week. I, yeah, hypothetical alleged lock of the week. Mine's the Seahawks minus 2.5 versus the Bills. Uh, Seahawks are playing unreal right now. The Bills are, we talked about them earlier. I think they're going to win by like 10. If I If I could bet, I would change the line to like minus nine and a half so my odds would be better if i could do that an inverse line alternate i don't know i don't i don't bet i don't know the terms i don't bet well no i I just know that i just am fascinated by gambling so i study it sometimes (laughs) you study something you can't do okay yeah that makes sense that makes sense yeah. I mean, some people are about politics or don't can't vote so you know it's kind of like we're that's a good point that's a good point yeah yeah. all right um Hot take of the week. 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 All right, I got two takes. Highly double. Double spit. Hot take of the week. My double spit presented by Famous Dave's. 
Um, they did not agree to this. Not sure if we can get in legal trouble for that. I hope they're uh, not listening. I hope they are listening. A lot of people are, so I don't know. Um, all right, so my first hot take of the week. The 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers. Outright. Oh, Nick Mullins. I don't trust Mullins. I don't think he's going to have to throw the ball, though. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. Did he have to throw the ball? No. Um, I believe the game is in uh, San Fran. I think that helps the 49ers tremendously, obviously. And uh, they can't stop the run. The 49ers can run block. I don't really care who's back there. Um, I think they could beat the Packers. The defense is still good enough. Um, so I think I think they have a really good shot. Once again, hot take. I get it, but I think it happens. And my second hot take of the week. <laughs> I like can't say this with a straight face. Two hot takes. Wait one sec. I just I I agree that that could happen, but the 49ers are one and three at home. Just it's I mean that doesn't really mean anything, but it's just the home field thing. I don't think matters as much this year. Yeah. Right. As long as Preston Smith is active, that is a bold take. <laughs> um, so my second hot take of the week, once again, can't say this with a straight face. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm biased. Vikes are going to the playoffs. Let's go. Let's I ride. I don't know how it happens. Wait, maybe I do. There's talk that the NFL will go to a 16-team playoff eight in each division or sorry Shut up. that is not happening conference. there is discussion if there's more covid outbreaks and teams need like to like cancel games or some shit i don't really know but i would throw up if there's 16 teams in the playoffs vikings have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the way i think they can sweep the lions i think they can sweep the bears i think we sneak into the playoffs um i think we found like we finally got our swagger back. Like we have confidence now. We know what to do. The game plan is right there. Don't let Kirk touch the ball, and we and good things happen. Yeah, they had a meeting about that today. Yeah. Oh, did they have uh, one of those players only meetings? No, this was owners. Oh. And, yeah, no, about the, the about the eight teams. Oh, if they do that, it's just. <laughs> 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 I hate that they well, even well, added one team hey, already. I don't need another team. You know whose what? fault it would be if they did it? Who? AJ Dillon. Because yeah. they already had their bye week and AJ Dillon got the corona. Well, yeah. I mean, well, just, you know, tomorrow there can't be any more pause on the Packers and we'll be chilling. And what? Close contact. They play Thursday. Close contact with Kamal Their, their close out, contact was Kamal and, and Kamal Kamal Williams. That could be a problem. Aaron Jones. Backed up by Swervin Irvin. Yikes. Aaron Jones isn't going to play. It might not play. Yeah, so Swervin Irvin, maybe shades of Ty Montgomery coming back to the team. Wait, he was close. Jamal's out? I don't think so. If Jamal tests Neg like multiple oh, times, I think he's smart. Oh, this is hypothetical. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Also, wait, what did I want to say? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Dude, Kamal Martin was close contact, too. Yeah, Kamal was close. Oh, my gosh. Like, the only good playing defender besides Jair and Kenny Clark. <sighs> oh, they have to pay Kenny Clark, too, don't they? Kenny Clark already got paid. Oh, he did? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm being... A right lot. Now. He got paid a lot. Oh, but, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, any other takes, boys? I, I think the Vikings could make the playoffs. Oh, so. <clears throat> I think it'd probably be good to revisit my uh, 
uh, Giants hot take. Um, I think maybe, that was maybe a year too soon. They're one and seven now. Shit is hitting the fan. They're so in. They're in one week. Did you just back out on your hot take after, after one week? Oh, one week. Oh, oh, come oh, on. After one oh, week, you come say, back. I, and I didn't you say, say I took it back. It was one year too early. I didn't say I took it back. Well, it was a week too late. I'm revisiting the topic. Maybe it was early. We'll find out. They still have a shot. The Eagles still suck. Uh, the R-Words, the Washington football team, not doing much. Um, Giants still have a shot at one and seven, which is terrible. But, uh, you know, I think they're a good football team. Like, I honestly think that they're getting screwed. That game could have been tied and went to overtime against the Bucks. Come on. And the, th- the thing is, is Daniel Jones, like, did you see Darius Slayton down the sideline wide yes. open? No one within 10 yards, yes. and he threw an interception. Yes. Like Daniel they missed, Jones they is missed opportunities. There are ghosts at MetLife Stadium. I mean, there has to be. There's yeah. no other way to explain it. They both suck. Who? Daniel and Sam. Sam they don't suck. You think oh. Danny Dimes is better than Sam? Uh, I disagree. Is, that, is that your third hot take? That's not hot. I don't think that's a hot I, take. I don't think – I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I mean, think one of them has dimes in their name and the other one doesn't. So you tell me who's better. Um, um, also, Danny Dimes get it, getting in trouble for like going out to the bar with Saquon. Also hilarious. That was, that was buzzing. Didn't the coach say, though, that he liked it? <laughs> no way. Yeah, I think he said he liked that it was like team building, but it will be in- addressed internally. <laughs> yeah, he said it will be addressed internally. He huh? probably wanted to be like, I love seeing – Daniel being social and not a weird, <laughs> yeah. a like we've been like trying to get Eli Daniel Manning. to go out for months. Eli Manning was replaced by Eli Manning. Agreed, but a little faster. Well, he's the fastest in the league. So, oh, you know, dude, that you know, and like twenty-eight DK. miles an hour down the field there, faster than DK. Right, right, right. All right, boys. Well, another great episode. Lock off London League this week. Very interesting week. Um, I think me and Pat just have one more thing to say before we log off. School bikes, baby. Let's ride. That too. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.